to the First Off In My Opinion podcast. You know how we do Tom Swoon. Tom Swoon. Tom Swoon. Turn this up. What's good, my good people? It's your boy, Tom Swoop, and this is the First Off In My Opinion podcast. Man, it's 2023. How y'all feeling? We about to get into some interesting little tidbits and topics this evening. Recognizing a good man. I've touched on this a few times in the past, but we're going to get into it tonight. So go ahead and all my trolls, all my... My solid supporters jump on in the comments right now. Let's talk about it. Let's let's um I'm a, I'm gonna play a couple videos for y'all tonight and then we're gonna sort of get some dialogue based upon these videos. I had posted this, I actually just saw it on a uh, TikTok and um and I saved it and I reposted it on Facebook. Um and you know it's it's a it's a touchy topic, you know, and the basis of it is basically is a being a good man enough for the modern day woman like is being a good man enough you know do you need to have special powers should you be able to fly and dissolve and shoot lasers out of your hands to make women happy in 2023 uh, we're gonna talk about it so y'all tell me where how y'all feel i'm a I'm gonna queue up this video real quick. And we're gonna play it. See what pop. Alright, so here we go. Um Alright, cut the music. Boom, boom, boom. And here we go. Sometimes a woman can talk her out of a relationship. You can talk, we we do that. Yes, we but will talk. I, our uh, I'm gonna say something and this mm -hmm. might ruffle little feathers. I don't think just being a good man is enough to be to stay okay. in a relationship with them. But when I say a good man, I mean like he's I don't, good all that means all around. That means himself, spiritually, mentally, physically. That's great. Healthily, but like he's a good man. That doesn't mean that he's the man for you. And right. maybe when you're going through these motions of getting to know him you're realizing okay he's a great person but honestly he don't he i don't fuck with his humor like he could be funny but and he's that's not funny and to that's me. why a lot of modern or, women are getting 40 with 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 four cats and no man because he's, maybe that's he's a like. good he's a good man but because he's not I funny like between you gotta right you gotta throw that out all right so y'all tell me is being a good man enough? And like the girl, she gave a clear indication of what a good man is. You know what I'm saying? Funny, integrity, you know, all that stuff. And she said, well, what if he had all that stuff, but he wasn't funny? And this all goes back to what I be saying. I really feel like people make a lot of these, um, these, these statements based upon life experience, age, and their dating experiences. So it's like if the, if you haven't been on this earth long enough, you only going to be able to comment on things that, you know, or you've experienced. And I feel like a lot of younger women, they've dated badly. They've picked badly. So therefore, their experiences are honest and true, but they're all bad. And so they don't even know how to recognize or value what's valuable. And then this is why the lady said, you know, what I'm saying this is why there's so many 40 year olds with four cats and. <laughs> 
I, I can't even argue with this because I totally agree that there's a lot of good women who should be in relationships, should be married, should be all this stuff because they really want that. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people who, who have no aspirations to be in a relationship, get married or whatever. But the people who do, the people who do, who feel like they've been left behind, they've been stepped over, you know, not seen, you know what I'm saying? They have a valid point. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you miss out on your opportunity early on in life? And then you just been fumbling ever since, or your what you believe is a good man is just not. And what you're really attracting is just bad for you. And this is why, okay. So it's like, if I pick badly over and over and over and over again, that's all I know. That's all I know. I pick badly. And that's all I know. I can say it's the world. I can say it's the field. I can say it's the men, but Ultimately, I pick badly. How do I pick a good man? And then will I even see value in a good man? Because I'm attracted to 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 men who don't men or women, because it's men who pick badly, too. So y'all let me know. Y'all let me know in the comments, which what is it? Which one is it? And, you know, it's another video I want to play. Because I really feel like we've got to get into this. All right. All my people on TikTok, love y'all. We did big numbers last night. Last night, we had the whole squad on uh, my channel. Um, first off, in my opinion, on um, TikTok. And we had over 8,000 viewers last night. Facebook don't do them numbers. They don't. I just, I literally record my podcast on there. Because Facebook just don't love me like that. But TikTok, yeah. Yeah. They're my cousins. But um, let me play this other video because this is th this video. All right. It doesn't really correlate to the previous video, but it's going to create a line of dialogue that I feel like is important. So we get to this whole situation of picking a good man or do we even know how to recognize a good man? What what does what a man would has true value to a relationship? So now you get the man. You have this man of value. He's now your husband. How do you handle him? How do you how do you date a good man? If all you've done in the past is have men who, you know, didn't value you, didn't value what you have, what you were building or whatever, or lack thereof, you weren't building anything. How do you value that? Right. How do you understand how to handle a high value man or a man that's really there to help you, to empower you, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to support you. Like, how do you do it? If you've never been in a situation like that and, and what I run into more times than not, a lot of women have never had that type of man in their life. I'm not even talking about relationship wise. I'm talking about just in their family, like in their lives, period. So therefore they really can't understand or comprehend what to do. I've had so many women fumble me, fumble me. Not saying I'm even perfect or anything like that, but I, I mean, I would say I have awesome, awesome intentions when I'm trying to do something with a woman, but they fumble me and they tell me why they like, I've never done this before. And you know something, sometimes you'd be like, well, man, you know, get me out of here. But, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and be like, all right, 
if she's honest enough to say like she doesn't know what she's doing or she's honest enough to have a conversation of like, you know, help me in this situation, you gotta, you gotta step into that and be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I can. But at the same time, ignorance in a job can only be tolerated so long. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like, you know, I can't, like, I've literally had situations where like, teach me how to be your woman. And I'm like, you are older than me, woman. But then I go back to the fact, if you've never had healthy relationship history, if you've been treated badly for years, it's, it's, it's literally like, let's say you worked at a bad job for 20 years and the company went out of business and you had to go out and get a new job and you got a new job and the new job just had benefits and perks and, you know, all this stuff. And you'll be walking around that place for about six months like we allowed to do that. Really? Oh, we. Oh, we we they got food here for us for lunch. Really? Oh, and you be like that. And everybody looking at you like, girl, where did you work at? That's what it is. That's what it is. And and if you've never had it and then you have it, it's a new experience. And then you almost like a toddler or a teenager on the job for the first time. You know what I'm saying? Or just in the world for the first time. And you just experiencing all this stuff for the first time. And you could be literally in your 30s, 40s, 50s experiencing all this stuff for the first time. I got a friend right now just told me like the first time a guy sent her flowers, she was 52. She was 52 years old. The first time a guy sent her flowers. That's crazy to me. That's just that's just crazy to me. So. Look, I'm gonna play this other video because it's, it it goes into the basically once you've found the man, once you've acquired the man, and then how to deal with a man because men be having issues too. Men be having issues and they don't be wanting to talk about them. So let's let me play this other video. We ain't gonna be on here long tonight. I'm just gonna jump in and jump out. I just wanna cover a few things. Just cover a few things real quick. Sometimes a woman can talk her wrong video. My bad. <laughs> being married to a black man, there's this whole thing about masculinity and being able to handle himself and not really needing anyone that I'm pretty sure my husband kind of came into our marriage with. But then, like, life got to life in, right? Mm. And depression got real. Mm. And things started to happen where he was really like, I need, a, I need you to throw a life raft, something, something. And he had to become more vulnerable with me because he really did need help. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily the Lord gave me the words to say and I didn't, you know, mess up that opportunity. I remember when me, you were talking about it on you and Kev's uh, old podcast of like, sometimes when they open up, if you say the wrong thing, that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. use it against them, that's it. There's no more opportunities. Um, and luckily in those moments, it, uh, it made us closer so now I am someone he trusts to be vulnerable with because that is still something he holds very close yeah. to his chest. Yeah. There's not a lot of people that he's willing to share his feelings with. I don't know if it if it was like, mm, you making me wet because you depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, not <laughs> understood, understood. I don't know if it did that. <laughs> but it did make us close. Yes. All right. So 
I, I see a lot of guys in relationships and you you know you you tough. You 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 the provider, you the strength, you the you the support system in the relationship. And then the thing is when you're going through your own personal bag of BS called life, you know, letting a woman in, and this goes back to what I was saying, like giving a person access to your innermost feelings. And um, that's different for a man. Like where women, you know, y'all a little bit more transparent. Men aren't. And so let's say you get this high value man, um, this man of, you know, whatever. And you can't get access. It does make a wedge in your relationship. But when he does open up or give you that opportunity, you've got to be ready and willing to get in there um, and do the work. And I, I, what I what I notice is a lot of people feel like they don't they don't know what the work is. The minimalist things that come up in a relationship as far as adversity, people be ready to throw the bag in. Um, relationships just aren't built to last anymore. What what, what comments we got here? Um, when you're married, you're supposed to be vulnerable. I get what you're saying. I, I, I get, I get that in theory. You're supposed to be, but if you've never been taught, you've never learned. There's so many men who don't say anything about their emotions in a relationship, bro. Like anything. I'm not saying nothing like the first seven years I was married. That just wasn't something I was doing. I've never had that example of anybody doing that. So yeah, it's a reality that, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't, it, it's a lot of women. Like the one thing I've learned, you know, on my pilgrimage through singleness is that there's a lot of women with low emotional intelligence. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to talk about their feelings. And so I, I now I see what they've been saying about men for years. Cause I see it now I'm talking to women and I'm like, dang, you, you really can't, you can't even tell me if you, Besides saying the word happy or sad, they don't know how to talk about anything in depth with any emotional intelligence because they've never had these opportunities to have the conversation, period. They just haven't. And it's crazy because it's like 2023 and it's like it's so many resources, just therapy it's TV it's YouTube. It's so much stuff that you can you have access to to get better. But the thing is, you can't get better if you don't know you you're not doing it right. And that's what I feel like everybody think they're okay and they're just fumbling through life and they're wondering why these situations keep happening to them. They keep happening to you because you're not ready. You're not aware. You're not open to the opportunities and resources that can actually benefit you. Everybody's keep lying to themselves saying that they're okay. You're not okay. If you keep having the same situation, if things keep blowing up in your face the same way, relationship after relationship after relationship, yeah, you need to get some help. And once you get the help, you got to be honest about the help. You cannot lie in therapy. You can't. I know so many therapists who say like it takes three, four, five sessions for them to just stop lying. Stop lying in therapy, people. You just have to, you, there's no progress you're ever going to make in therapy. If you're lying to yourself, your net, your relationship is going to suffer. You going to suffer. And the thing is, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about being truthful and attacking the problem. 
So I say all that to say, like, you know, I be thinking some of the problems people have are very simple. But it's just like riding a bike. What's simple to one person is difficult to another. And so for me, I could pick up a bike, get on it, ride. For another person, they can, no matter how old they are, it's it's, it's trouble. They're going to fumble. They're going to fall. And then it's like they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed. They're in a relationship embarrassed to talk to their partner about what's going on. Did a video the other day about cheating. Did that video because I got an inbox on TikTok about a lady who was going through a situation and she basically was getting cheated on, but it was emotional cheating. Like her significant other wasn't physically having sex with another person, but emotionally, you know how people be always saying like they got a work wife? Our work husband, her significant other had a work wife that was entirely in their life, like in their business, everything. Like he ran everything past this woman. He everything. Now, I felt indifferent when I responded because one hand I was like, so how is y'all's relationship? And she's like, it's good. He really gets me. But then on the other hand, I'm like, are you mad that he, this woman has access? Because it sounds like this woman is actually benefiting your relationship. When I said that, she ain't want to hear that. <laughs> she ain't want to hear that part. But I get where she going. When you in a relationship with somebody and you have certain level, certain barriers of trust, you cannot be discussing certain things with people outside of the relationship. You just can't. You just can't. And I get sometimes we need an outlet, um, you know, so go to therapy. But to and, but the thing is this coworker was operating basically as a therapist, as a life coach, as an advisor, as everything. Like he ran everything. Like, what should I get her for her birthday? What trip should we go on? Like what every, like everything. She was like literally his personal assistant to his relationship. And so she saw in, in his phone, like all of their messages back and forth when he's not at work. And then she only imagines what they talk about at work. Tough situation because I see both sides of it. I see her actually helping their relationship. And then I also see the violation that she feels because he's having this type of convert, these type of conversations about her. And it was, it was very graphic. Like he was into sexual stuff with her. Like, what should I try? What should, you know, this, this, and the third. I personally feel like there are, you're, when you're in a relationship, you shouldn't seek everything from that one person. You just can't get everything. And that's what I think a lot of people try to do. They try to get everything they need from that one person. That person is your best friend, your life coach, your business partner, your this, your that, your this, and your that. And 
you don't have to get everything from your significant other, but you have to be respectful in your relationship. So, and I say that to say like, even like I always go back to that Tori Roberts video when he talks about chemistry, you can have chemistry with a person outside of your relationship. It just gotta be respectful. You know what I'm saying? Like you can have friends, like you can have a friend that you talk to about, you know, emotional stuff, or you can have a friend that you talk to about business stuff. That don't mean you gotta sleep with them. That don't mean you gotta get graphic, sexually graphic with them. You don't have to do any of that stuff. That's why I said you can do, you can have these relationships with people outside of your relationship and still be respectful. So that's the violation that I agree with her on. There was a violation of their, their, you know, des descriptive messages about their intimacy. Um, that, so I, 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 I felt her frustration in the relationship. Do you, do I think that was something they should have or should get separated for? No, no, I don't. I feel like that's a conversation and that's therapy. We need to learn how to go through adversity with our significant other and be in our relationship on the other side of it. We've gotten to a point in this country, as soon as we go through any adversity, we're ready to get rid of the person. We have to stop that. We have to stop that. We need to learn better conflict resolution. We, better, we need to learn how to communicate through drama and adversity. We need to learn the basic fundamentals of staying instead of the quickness to leave. And when I mean quickness, I mean quickness. There was a video on YouTube I watched last week where a man was married to a woman for 25 years, just woke up one day and was like, man, I'm out of here. I can't do this no more. And he turned around and got married like three months later to another woman. And I'm like, who, who gets divorced in their fifties and turns around and get married three months later. And I was like, man, that's somebody who wanted to be married, but picked the wrong person. And so I guess he's been with the new wife for like 15 years. Now this dude, like in his, I think almost 70 now. And I just feel like you, if to, to, to leave a relationship after 25 years and you, let's say you 50, that's a lot, but, you, and I'm, I'm all for staying. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for staying. Um, but that's a lot. And then to turn around and get married three months later to somebody else that you didn't know. I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a weird situation. It hit me. It hit me funny and I'm still trying to process it. And I've been watching the video like three times and I'm like, I still don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Why even do it? But it happens. It happens. I'm for staying. I mean, my marriage didn't work out. I think we just got married really young. Um, but at the same time, me and my ex are still great friends. Um, whereas I feel a lot of the younger couples that are getting married now, for one, they don't understand what marriage is and what it takes to sustain marriage. And then people change over time. You marry people, you get married or get in a relationship 
I really feel like if you don't know who you are as an individual, like if you don't know what you want to do with your life, whether you want kids or not, whether what type of, you know, uh, profession you want, I feel like those aren't things you should figure out in a marriage. It's too, it puts too much burden on, on the marriage. That's why I feel like you should know what you want to do with yourself first. Cause that's how you get into those situations where people be like losing their identity inside of the relationship. And so that's where I feel like, you know, we need to take a step back and say, okay, let's do some basic fundamentals as an individual before we get into this relationship. And that's where I feel like that's why I say if and you look at it statistically, second marriages last longer than first marriages, because I feel like we're we're doing too much developing in the first marriage, too much, way too much developing. You're trying to figure out, like, you know, who am I? What do I want to be? What what makes me happy? How am I in all four C? Yeah, all this stuff has nothing to do with your partner. <laughs> so this is just pressure you putting on the relationship. So, yeah, I just personally feel like you need to figure out you before you actually get married. And I see people do it all the time. Like they, you know, they they wait and they, they get married later in life. Sometimes I feel like a lot of young people, marriage is a fad. Like marriage is like, oh, I want the wedding. Oh, I want the Facebook pictures. Oh, I want, you know, I want a social media experiment. Instead of, oh, I want a real bond with somebody. Oh, I want to build something that lasts for generations. Oh, I want, you know, a legacy of love and family. Like, you know, figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. I'm just saying. Look, I'm not going to stay on here long tonight because I actually got to jump on somebody else's show in about 15 minutes. But I did just want to jump on tonight, talk to my people. Get um get another podcast done. We are really, man, I can't even tell y'all. Last year was like probably my biggest year doing podcasting. Like crazy. We hit a hundred thousand downloads last year. I mean, like, it's amazing. And and I admit, like, I be so busy sometimes that I don't get to do shows all the time, but I promise you, man, I, I love and appreciate all of the people who are listening to the show, sharing the show, everything like when I just go and I look at the numbers, I just be like, man, and we got so much planned, like coming up, we got whole TV shows. That's going to be coming, coming out in the next few months. Whole T first off in my opinion, the show, you're going to be able to watch this on TV, baby. You know what I'm saying? I done hooked up with some of my favorite TikTokers from all across the country. Like it's going down. Like we, we, we got some stuff planned for y'all. So, yo, just stay tuned. And um, I appreciate y'all. And the growth is real. The growth is real. So I hope y'all tune in to the next one. This is Tom Swoop and I'm out. This is first off of my opinion. See you next time.